0: Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life.
1: Hey everybody, it's John Shirky and Jamie Wagner coming to you again with another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. Jamie, incredible support the last two weeks since we launched. People reaching out that we haven't connected with in a few years, giving us feedback, rating, reviewing, sharing. We would encourage you to keep doing that. Uh, we certainly appreciate all the feedback and, and the support. Today, another interview with somebody who's impacted mostly your life, but also I was super impressed with him. Who we
0: got today? Uh, Noah Becker, former athlete of mine. I was a head wrestling coach at Browerville in Minnesota for two years. He was a freshman and sophomore in high school. He just graduated from college, finished his wrestling career at St. John's University, which pains me to say because they were our rival
1: um yeah we don't speak of them usually but uh he's one of the good ones to come out of there so we know a few of those just we do just a few though ton of respect
0: for what he was able to accomplish there and he had his senior season cut short by the coronavirus and the COVID-19 crisis in a pretty unique way so we talked to him about his response to that and what led him to respond the way he did Cool opportunity to catch up with him, and I hope you guys enjoy. Noah Becker. Noah, it's great to have you here. You are in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, preparing for the national tournament when you get the news that it's canceled. Walk us up to that point in your year and how you respond when you find out.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, so the walk up to the national tournament, it was a wild ride, you know, that's, wrestling's been a big part of my life for a long time, and uh, getting back to that national tournament was a big thing for me, I hadn't been there since my uh, freshman year of college, and looking at it, uh, you know, I, it wasn't on my mind that it should, you know, or it could be canceled, that was just not on my mind. And frankly, I was too focused on wrestling at the time to even think about uh, any kind of cancellations. It wasn't really till the ride down there that some of those things started uh, popping up. And, you know, it was one of those things where when I am trying to get ready for wrestling and stuff, I try to block some of that stuff out because you can't let it uh, weigh you down. When I was down there, I mean, we were, we did everything we had to do to be prepared for it. My weight was right on like the night before I was underweight. I was able to eat some stuff. Um, I had the the best team ever down there. Andrew Smith was my partner. I had, uh, Minga, who was a three-time national champion, my trainer, my coach. Like we were, you know, we were prepared all the way. We were down there to try and win a national championship. We had a great practice. We got back to the hotel. We were getting ready to eat. And, uh, It was just so weird how it kind of happened. Actually, it was just a it was a text that my coach got from the NCAA, and they're like, "Can't do it." Not only can we not do it, but you got to go home. Like, pack up your bags. It's over. And that was, you know, we had been down there for two days practicing already. So we were like, "I mean, we're in. Uh, We're at the tournament. It's going to happen. It's the night before. Everything's good." And when that did happen, I it was it was tough for me to really figure out what was going on my the first reaction was no it's not it's still happening it's gonna happen (laughs) like they're gonna figure it out we're gonna wrestle tomorrow and really I you know and my my team that was with me was really upset about it they were scrambling trying to figure stuff out and it was uh it was tough for me to figure out what how I was supposed to respond to it I initially had to just go for a walk and uh, clear my mind. And it was perfect because it was raining out. So I had this like perfect, like uh, sad setting to think about what was going on. And what I realized along the way was there was just, I couldn't feel bad about how things ended. When I was looking back on the season and on my career, I couldn't look at this situation and have like let it control me in the sense that I was going to be upset about it, but I, you know, I wasn't going to let it crush me. Like the, the season was just too much fun. Honestly, I love the sport and something completely out of my control was the reason it ended. And there was just, I didn't
1: feel right about feeling bad about that. So Noah to hear stories of people and athletes responding to that sort of thing, which is, You've never been in that situation before where you've prepared and then all of a sudden it's just like gone. I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, in some ways it's kind of like an injury where you get injured and all of a sudden you just can't go anymore. There certainly is a lot of people that have been affected by the coronavirus situation. Mm -hmm. But that sort of mindset and that response doesn't come naturally, I don't think. Do you think that is something that you've developed or where, where do you remember learning to respond to things that way? and and talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. um, And, you know, uh, Jamie, you know, he was my coach, and I think he was the first one who kind of introduced me to the idea of mindset and keeping a positive attitude. And luckily my wrestling coaches and my program was great at it. My freshman year, we had a a mindset coach that worked us through a lot of that stuff. And you're right, you're right, John. I don't think that comes naturally. I think it's something you got to practice and it's something that comes easier the more the more you think about it and really being like present in uh, what you do. The more you, you know, understand the position you're in, the better you're able to, you know, have a positive mindset about it. You got to control what you can control. You know, these situations happen. You're right. A lot of people are affected by COVID and you can't stop the disease from spreading. But you can think about, you know, how you perceive it, you know, and I think this, this is a great learning opportunity for a lot of people to have to deal with adversity
1: you obviously have taken this approach to how you're going Mm -hmm. to respond what advice or encouragement would you give to other people out there that are maybe still struggling with some of the things that they lost because of this situation whether it be graduations or athletic endeavors or other stuff in their life
2: don't let it uh weigh you down i think that's a big part of it and that's kind of what i was talking about with my Wrestling career is if we have something bad happen to us, that's bad. But if we continue to relive it every day and weigh us down more and more, then the problem just becomes increasingly bigger. And I don't think that's helpful for anyone. I think you have to take take it as it is, and uh, you got to move on. I think uh, planning for the the future is the next step. You know, you can't do, you can't uh, stop like COVID or something or injuries from happening, but then it's the next step. What are you going to do next
0: to, you know, increase your odds of having a positive outcome in the future? We talk a lot personally between the two of us and on the podcast about take a step. And you just said, what's the next step. So for you as a wrestler, there is no next step. You're a division three athlete. You're a senior. Mm -hmm. How do you, come to terms with like my career is over and I didn't have any control over that. Number one, I think you've spoken to that a little bit, but also like there's loss there. There's grief, there's sadness in this thing that I love is now gone. What is your next step in dealing with that or getting closure?
2: This has to go with the way I perceived wrestling in general, where this wasn't a, an end all thing for me. You know, I, I wasn't planning on making a career of a uh, wrestling. Uh, i certainly wasn't going to the Olympics. I don't like, uh, I'm not a big freestyle Greco guy, the styles, uh, for uh, Olympic wrestling. So, and what I mean by this is, um, wrestling for me was something I loved doing. Um, obviously it was grief that I, there was grief there that I couldn't finish it, but the fact that I did it so I could, be with my best friends in the world, compete at a very high level. I was able to do all those things, and you know when I look back on the the tapestry of what my wrestling career was, you know it was just it was too beautiful to like let that one moment um, stop uh, me from you know loving the entirety of it all. So it was a bad end, but you know it was the it was the journey, I suppose you could say, that really made uh, it all worth it.
0: And we talk about the same thing, like enjoy the journey, zoom out on occasion, just step back and like look at it from 30,000 feet every once in a while and go, you know what, that was pretty cool. And
2: yeah, I don't, there's, a, there's a quote, I don't know who said it, but it's, uh, you know, you don't climb the mountain, don't climb the mountain to plant the flag, do it to embrace the challenge and to behold the, the view, you know, taking the view. And that's kind of what my wrestling career was. I I wanted to be a national champion and I thought I had a good chance, but the fact that I wasn't able to do that was not why I did wrestling. And I, you know, to a certain extent it was to embrace the challenge and, uh, at the end of it, uh, look at the view.
0: When you can step back, you take a lot of the pressure off. It becomes this thing that I love to do rather than this thing that I have to do and have to have an outcome. And so you just dig into the process of it how did that affect the way that you approach practice, the way that you approach, you know, your, your senior year, even
2: mm-hmm. taking a step back a little further, um, you know, back in high school, I think that was the, uh, my mentality when it came to wrestling is I was, you know, trying to win all the time. There was a, there was a purpose. I thought once I was a state champion, that was going to be it. You know, that was the, the height of uh, humanity for me. But what I realized in college is that's not true. I decided that I was going to have a lot more fun. And a big part of that, um, you know, I'd come into practice smiling every day. You know, I'd try to be hyping guys up because there was nothing that bothered me more than when guys drug themselves through practice. They didn't want to be there. They didn't want to work hard. When I was there, you know, I, my mentality was I want to get better. You know, I have this drive for self-improvement and I'm going to love doing it. And even, you know, I think when you can love the the sucky stuff, you know, the stuff that's not fun to do, that's that's huge. Like as far as uh, you know, improving. Like when you can be in the moment and say, oh, this is this is not fun to be doing right now. I'd rather be home on the couch eating chips. Like, but I'm gonna do it anyhow and I'm gonna love every second of it. That's huge. It's not easy to do. But I think the, you know, the hard things are the stuff that's worth doing. And I see that over and over again.
1: Where else have you put yourself into a spot, Noah, where you've embraced the sucky stuff, like you said?
2: You know, sales was not something I came to naturally. I don't know if, uh, Jamie, you knew this, but uh, I'm very highly introverted in the sense that I love uh, talking to my friends and family and having great conversations like this. But uh, talking to, uh, you know, strangers or people I barely know in a very mental and physical sense, is just so draining to me. In a lot of circumstances, I can't, uh, I can't handle it. So that's why I, when I was looking for an internship, I wanted something that would challenge me in that sense and get me outside my uh, comfort zone. And so, sales was the natural option to, uh, to look at. If you ever, if you've ever been in sales, you know there's there's good days and there's bad days, and then there's just horrible days you know, days where I'd like, I just, I'd come home, I'd sit on the couch. I'd be like, I can, I can never go back to that office again. Not after, not after how today went. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, you get, you have a tough time um, in that sense. But, and so I knew that if I was going to make it in a, you know, business sales um, setting, I was just going to have to work hard. And I was going to have to take those bad days and those horrible days and, you know, grow from them and learn from them. At the end of it, I was clearly much, much better at it than when I started. I I was the, uh, for the freshman class um, for Northwestern Mutual, I was in the top 100 in the country. I was the new client leader in Minnesota. Like, I did things that I, I never thought I'd be able to, and I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't have a growth mindset for everything that I was doing.
0: That sounds uncomfortable, first of all. I, it's but it's just, it speaks to what you're talking about. Step out, think that you can grow in any circumstance, even if it's challenging and frustrating.
2: Yeah. And it is, you know, it was all, it's all gross stuff. And a lot of the experiences I had at my internship can just move on with me. You know, you take, take stuff everywhere you're at, I think for good, bad or worse,
1: you know, Noah, you you talked a lot about this mindset training and a growth mindset. How do you think that? impacted your career as a high school athlete and as a college athlete
2: it started out as a um, wrestling mindset but frankly I think it's changed everything I do you know just being present in everything I do and uh thinking about how uh mindset can affect things just just having a positive attitude it makes things work better you you know you work harder at whatever you're doing you can appreciate it a lot more I think uh there's something to be not going on autopilot, like uh, being, being present and uh, just understanding what you're doing and why it's helping you to improve that about uh, That's how you grow. And I, you know, a big part of my wrestling career was trying to notice, you know, when I was getting better. I think that that was important for me. Um, realizing where I was lacking. You know, there was a coach that told me, uh, it was a great coach, Steve Costanza of St. Cloud. He said, if you lose a match, you you get five minutes to think about it and then you got to move on. You got to get ready for the next match. And so what I would do after matches, I take my five minutes and I, you know, think through everything I did. I'd see where I went wrong and I'm like, all right. And after that, I almost always thought I would beat the guy the next time I wrestled him because I was able to see through a progression to the future on how I could grow, how I could get better and why I lost this time. And, where i need to go to uh get better and you know not to say that always works out but just having that positive attitude is huge
1: yeah there's there's no guarantee that if you visualize yourself winning that you're gonna beat the guy next time right but yeah, it's not no. again when you change your focus from winning to how do i get better and what is the process that is yeah. the challenge right so there's no guarantee in any it, of this stuff
2: no And it is a challenge, too. You know, I think we said it takes practice to get good at growth mindset. It's not something that just happens overnight.
1: So, Noah, your response to this situation, I think, is incredibly mature. Have other people in your life, have you noticed anybody else responding differently to that?
2: You know, I've seen a lot of uh, different approaches to this. And initially, like at the wrestling tournament, I'd say there was a lot of panic. There was a lot of people scrambling. You know, we were in a hotel full of wrestlers and there was everything from, you know, guys like me who weren't ready to uh, admit that it's over to some guys, uh, you know, crying out in the, the courtyard of the hotel we were at. And, you know, with my friends and teammates, there was a lot of guys who were just bummed out for a long time. You know, they couldn't go to class. They had to go home. I'd say some of the more positive views I've seen from this is, you know, especially from my business um, professors is just looking at the future on, you know, what different opportunities there are from this. Like looking at how the workforce is going to be changed now that, uh, you know, people are at home and what's it going to be like in the future an important thing to look at is no matter what happens, there's downfalls, but there's opportunities. You can't always think about the the bad stuff. At some point, you have to let that go and start looking towards the more positive opportunities in the future.
1: Yeah, I think that's an important point that you just made is looking at challenge or setback as opportunity rather than something that is going to be a barrier or hold you back from where you want to go.
0: You dealt with a ton of injury. You qualify for the national tournament as a freshman at 133 pounds. You cut down to 125 as a sophomore, have an injury, your junior year, you also have an injury. And then as a senior, you're back in this position where you're at the national tournament, having a great season. How does going through some of those injury situations prepare you to handle this? Or how do you prepare yourself after an injury to come back and compete you know i hear some of the mindset stuff that you're talking about are just being super healthy around that but does that come out of that same adversity type situation of oh, i'm injured i can't compete Is, i mean how much does that play a role
2: it plays a huge role the injury stuff was a a huge learning opportunity for me because it was something i was not used to and then i got to collegiate wrestling and i found myself just riddled with injuries i couldn't you know I was off the mat all the time. And, you know, I think that's what we're talking about, you know, looking at bad situations as learning opportunities. And that's what I took it as, Um, you know, I had to find new ways to try and stay healthy. Luckily we had a, a great trainer who was running me through rehab all the time. I had to look at different ways of just being healthy in general. I improved my diet. One of the best classes I took was sports nutrition um i learned you know i learned a lot from that um uh, just self care in general became a huge part of what i was doing i found uh, positive self talk and uh, mantras to be a huge huge part of it when i was um you know, doing things we had a mantra for our team that i thought worked i just have it running through my head it was uh one i'm thankful for the opportunity to wrestle two i'm aggressive and relentless Three, I'm not afraid of losing or making mistakes. And four, I'll, I will never, ever give up. And when I you know, keep those things going in my head, I can work through the pain.
0: Can you just run me through the mantra one more time? Because to yeah, me, it's, it's powerful stuff and it's not just wrestling. Like this, the things that you're saying are, are applicable in every area of life if you, if you want to get really down to the brass tacks of it. So just give me that one more time.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, one, I am thankful for the opportunity to wrestle. Two, I'm aggressive and relentless. Three, I have no fear of losing or making mistakes. And four, I will never give up. And I, you know, I loved it. Like it was. Uh, and you're right. I I'd use it all the time, not just for wrestling. I mean, we'd often joke about it. Like, but honestly, it <laughs>
0: it was. Twenty two year old guy with a bunch of other twenty. 20- something guys like there's going to be jokes yeah. right?
2: there's going to be jokes about it and like i know some people didn't like it but when you really uh live that lifestyle of you know that that mantra that we did it works pretty soon you're not afraid of losing or making mistakes you try stuff you know you become creative on the mats when you're thankful for the opportunity to wrestle then wrestling doesn't become a chore anymore
1: because you're you're thankful to be out there was that a mantra that was given to you? Did you have a hand in creating that? How did that come about?
2: We had a, uh, a mindset coach that ran us through that mantra. And we've had meetings every year to, uh, you know, if we wanted to change it up or add anything. And really, I, you know, those four really are the ones that uh, stuck out to us.
1: You had some help creating that at first, but then mm-hmm. you continued to go back to and say, hey, is this valuable? We talk about deliberate practice and working through the process. And one of those steps being feedback, that's what you're talking about is looking back and saying, hey, is this still working for us? What do we need to change? And if not, let's just keep going.
2: I wanted to create a, you know, a culture of wrestling where I was at, you know, get our team around it. And really just trying, especially, you know, you have freshmen coming every year, really trying to get them to buy into those four things is a big part of creating a team and having guys work hard. We're there to compete and get better. We're not uh, there for any scholarships or uh not too many fans come out to see uh D3 wrestling, unfortunately, or any wrestling for that matter.
1: So, Noah, now that you've graduated, you've kind of worked through this process, you're you're moving on. What's the next step for you?
2: Yeah, so my uh next step is um I was gonna do the uh Benedictine Volunteer Corps, was my plan. Um it's something uh I've wanted to do for a long time, this idea of a service year. I think, uh, you know, it was going to be a great opportunity for me. I was going to go to Tanzania and work in an orphanage for a year. Um, Unfortunately, uh, you know, COVID came in. It didn't ruin that opportunity, but we're on hold. You know, we're trying to figure out uh, if the, you know, U.S. government and Tanzania government say we're good to go, I should be able to do that.
1: So just Um, another opportunity to implement the skills that you have been using this whole time and that we've been talking about Uh,
2: absolutely and you know that's I was just thinking about it today so I'm while I'm waiting I'm just kind of doing some odd jobs I'm working in my uh, cousin's wood shop and I was just thinking about uh, how and you know I'm doing a lot of sanding it's not the funnest job in the world by any Mm -hmm. by any means but uh, I was just thinking about how you know, I could uh, you know, be a victim in this circumstance and say, you know, I can't do what I want to do. I'm working in a, a wood shop. But I was thinking of all the things I was learning while I was in this wood shop and the opportunity, like if I if there were was a wood shop where I was going, I could take some of the stuff I was learning here. And if I do get to go to Tanzania, you know, just implementing that, you know, I could be building cabinets, tables, you know, we're we're doing it all there. I still have a lot to learn, but who knows how long I'll I'll be waiting. So you know, I I I think I got some time. So you know, that's just another another opportunity and how you perceive uh, you know bad things happening. So
0: it blows my mind. Number one, that you're what are you twenty two now? I met you at fourteen, and you were a hundred six pounder that barely had to cut any weight to get there. We had to struggle through some some different types of challenges, challenges about maybe not feeling athletic enough to compete at the level that you wanted to, or being good in specific situations and us working through some of those challenges. And now you're 22 and you're teaching me. I mean, honestly, the stuff that you're telling me right now, and the stuff that uh, is going out via this podcast is teaching people that I'm 35 years old. I was your coach. And I'm learning from you right now. And so like the stuff that you have given us is just an incredibly mature perspective. I've always respected a ton of what you put on the map as a product, but I've been fully and completely impressed with you as a human being. I I don't know, man. I'm proud of you (laughs) is what I'm saying. I, uh, just incredibly proud of, are so thanks for joining us and, As
2: you know, that, uh, that, that means the world to me. And, you know, I just want to thank, uh, you know, you, John and Jamie, uh, for, uh, you know, having me on it's, uh, it's an honor to, to be with you guys. Keep up the good work. I've I've loved it so far.
0: Thanks again to Noah Becker. Wrestling is the first place that forced me to think about a different type of lifestyle, a different type of mindset because it was so challenging and all of us and all of you out there are facing challenges just like Noah did 12 weeks ago when the tournament got canceled but when it comes to a challenge we get to choose is it a barrier or is it an opportunity and as always live eyes up